Joey, do you know why it's called a pap smear? Just so we're clear. Like if that were, if I were the fat teacher that they put the picture on, y'all, I would not even be able to talk about it right now. I would be f***ing devastated. And I felt like a scarlet letterer because I'm walking out of the only bathroom and that just is blew only it for up. women. Without having that journey, you wouldn't understand those other people. And without me having, having worked at a church, I wouldn't understand those people either. Liz, I I don't want to keep picking on you, but another thing that when I we get it, she's a lesbian now. We get it, Joey. <laughs> and Ellen wants to be one. Ellen wants I to want be one. to. Well, it would be so much easier. Well, Ellen, you're next because I cannot believe you didn't bring up your your boob fetish. But Liz, I did think this was something noteworthy to at least bring up when you and your former long-term relationship girlfriend when you guys broke up it and and i know it was all lighthearted. it was all joking around when this was talked about but you flipped into for the first time joey and priscilla find me a husband mode it wasn't find me a companion it wasn't find me a spouse and, and again it could have just been you joking around but it was yeah. husband 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 is that was that just totally i mean because obviously I, you ended up with who you wanted to end up with but was was yeah. there a little span there where you're like well i'll just look for dudes now honestly no offense i didn't think you were gonna find me a lesbian so i, mean, <laughs> I just wanted you to open up with somebody and i felt like my chances were higher for it to be a gentleman but i'm sure there was a piece of truth in that you know a little bit like okay i did this now let me try this but i also for sure just knowing that i wanted to find another partner and i didn't think that a female was going to be coming in your circle that gotcha. was gay so i was like gotcha. so i don't have any gay friends outside of you gotcha. i mean not that i know whatever I'm better. whatever liz <laughs> You don't I don't know do. all my friends. You know Liz. me, but you don't know all my friends. <laughs> I had to find her myself. Joey, you have one black friend, one lesbian friend. Ellen, and you know what? You need to move to Charleston and see who I hang out with all the time. You're a, a, a ruthless bitch on the podcast, making up <laughs> stuff about people. And it's just gone too far. Just, hey, Ellen, why didn't you talk about your, your love for boobs? Like They're you, great. Why, you legit... What? Are you even talking about? Oh my gosh. Do you come on here high all the time? Because you forget stuff. I know I've talked about like breastfeeding before and wanting to be a lesbian. You told Chip Judd and y'all listen to this. She told Chip, we were talking about the Billy Graham rules. She's telling Chip Judd and I how much she thinks the current Jeff Goldblum is. Not Jeff Goldblum of Independence Day. Jeff Goldblum now. I brought that up to her. I thought that was just the most fascinating thing that of all the people, Brad Pitt, Matthew McConaughey, Denzel Washington, Ellen says, Jeff Goldblum. She didn't even remember that. Like, do you just say no, stuff I mean, that you just he's, don't even No, remember? Jeff Goldblum is an icon to me, and I love him. Um, however, you if we're going to talk about No, I, I mean, whatever. Yes, I do. But currently, Joey... You don't Harry remember all the Styles. booby talk we've had on this podcast. And here, I feel bad about... I feel bad for Amy. She's the only one on this call that doesn't like boobies. 
How do you know? You've never asked. Listen, I mean, Joey, I do want to confess. I do want to confess <laughs> that every time I see a picture of Harry Styles, I feel like a predator now. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I think I have a crush. How old is And he? I feel like he's, I think he's 28. Um, oh. But the point is, like, he's, you know, like a teen heartthrob. And I'm almost 40. It feels very gross. But it's like, oh, my gosh, he's so gorgeous. He's so I do not gorgeous. Think he's gorgeous. I don't even know who that That's is. That's because you're a lesbian. <laughs> she's not. She goes both ways, dummy. She's a, That's the- she's a bisexual. Here's the test. Hey. If you don't think Harry Styles is gorgeous, you are a lesbian. Hey, well, did no, y'all? I have 100%. friends that think Harry Styles is amazing and beautiful. Like, and I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't see it. Okay. Did, well, did some, y'all know? Something right with you, girl. All right. So I want to tell There's y'all one thing out there. that I felt very humiliated about. And I want to see what you guys think about this. And then I have two serious things to talk about. But the first one is I'm taking Waylon to school. So we stop in the grocery store. So I got to pee really bad. So Harris Teeter, that's a grocery store in the South. They have a restroom just for women and then two neutral restrooms. And that's fine with me. I'm like, okay, I don't want to give the men a restroom. Damn, they don't have to give men a restroom. But I'm standing there. You know, the neutral rooms are taken. I'm like, there's two women's restrooms. I'm going to go in one of them. Like, I just have to pee so bad. So I go in one of them and I'm thinking, we're we're all good. I'm going to leave here. It's a single stall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just walk into oh. the restroom, you shut it, you're locked. So it's no, no big, okay. that part's no big deal. It's, then I, it turned in, it developed into another need. So I'm just like, developed into happening? another need. So I had to stay in there, had to stay in there a little bit longer for number two. Oh my God. So I'm a little bit worried because I'm going to be, well, well, hold on. So I know that I'm going to be walking out of a, a woman's restroom and I'm a little concerned about what's going to be. I open the door and there's not one, two women out there waiting for the woman's restroom. And I felt like a scarlet letter because I'm walking out of the only bathroom and that you just is blew only it for up. women, and I was in there. And it's, yeah. I mean, and it's it's basically rush hour traffic. Everybody's trying to get their kids to school. I felt awful. Yeah, Would y'all been annoyed if y'all were one of those? No. What's the difference between you having to do that and another female having to do that? You got there yeah, first. I feel the same, I feel the same way. People that had to go in after you. But, it, but who cares that it was a dude? And I would have been woman. pissed about you just pooping. Yeah, in general, in public, that always kind of bums me in out. But public. sometimes you just people have to go, line. Ellen. No, yeah. it's not okay in public. No, I, I tell people I would rather. So I tell people I work on Rivers Avenue. So if you don't live in Charleston, you don't get it. But I work on Rivers Avenue, and I tell people before I will poop at work, I would shit in my chair, and you would see me just roll out of work and just be rolling on Rivers Avenue in my rolling chair. <laughs> It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. See, I used to be that way. I used to be that way at public schools because I was just so disgusted by the thought of sitting. But now I'm like being a super old guy. I feel like I paid my life dues. If I'm in a public Mm -hmm. restroom and I'm in a stall and I'm taking care of business and there's other people in there, I don't care what noises coming out of my stall. I'm just too old for that. Oh, I disagree. It's the noises for me. 
Well, I'm waiting for the day where I can stand in a grocery store line and I'm so old that I just let <laughs> it rip loudly. Everybody hears it and I'm like, I don't care. All right, I mean, let's change the topic. Do what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, this is really gross. With, this, like, is not, this is not going and like the diapers on underneath where you can tell that the old man's wearing the diapers underneath the khakis and a plaid shirt just flagellating all over the grocery store. Like I see it already in my head and I'll probably see it happen in real life. I don't moment. think Liz, you guys, I, I like podcasting with you better when Joey's phase, not so here. I, <laughs> I did not catch that. Wait, what? I said, I like podcasting with you better when Joey's not here. And you don't want to sidetrack. Oh, am I sidetracked? Yeah, don't I mean, don't yeah. go into the Joey world. I know it's tempting. Okay, so hey, it. listen. When when my oldest oh, what when, are you my, gonna say? when my oldest child was six or seven, I was in innocent fatherland, when and I she tells me what toe? damn camel toe is. Yes, I, I was like, I didn't that. need that in my vocabulary. I didn't need that in my frame of reference. My oldest girl is six years old, and you had to tell well, me. We everybody needs to know. Was. Everybody needs to know what camel toe is, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Not a father of a six-year-old girl. A thousand percent. So you, you know why? You know you need to know because if the, if sometimes you got to fix it. Sometimes they need to know yeah. to fix yeah. it. I'm not fixing that. No, you need to say like tell them to tell your child. Okay, first of all, she doesn't. I used to call it. I used to when I was a kid, I would call it a front wedgie. So, Andy and Liz, y'all are familiar with the relationship I have with my girls, and they're fifteen and thirteen years old. That's not awkward for me to say. Hey, jacket, camel toe. Do you really think Rosa or Gwenny would care? They'd be like, Dad, and then they would move on. Gwenny would laugh. Actually, I want to step in here and say. If they're teens, then absolutely don't mention their vagina. If they're five or six, then like, oops. And Maybe this is like, coming from looks like your pants are a little too tight. And this is coming from a woman whose dad still talks about your boobs. No, not in a oh, super sexual. Oh, way, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but this is the dad that told me that I looked like a ten pound sausage in a five pound bag because I was wearing a tight skirt. So just don't okay. talk about it like that. Listen, yeah, I can't. You guys but are thanks, looking at me thanks, like, thanks been that, there. I educated, I educated you, and you're better for it. Now you know. Yeah, how the hell did you get right. that old Joey, and you didn't know what that was? What? How did that happen? Also, why did I tell you that? What were we talking? That's about? what I want to know. <laughs> I think probably one of my girls had it, and you said it, and I was like, "What's that?" And then my whole world fell apart. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's the set. Well, I was, listen, my first year, my first year of teaching, I was with a team of women teachers. We all became super close, but they knew that I really didn't like the phrase pap smear. And I don't think that's fair actually to you all that that's what it's called. That's the most disgusting phrase I've ever heard. And I told them, I said, please don't say that around me because it's a really gross phrase. And so obviously the rest of the year, Every time I came around, it was pap smear this, pap Listen, smear that. if there was a different Very thing gross. to call it, we would call it that, but that's what it's called. It's worth having it. But you, <laughs> yeah, there's also that. It's very important. I mean, you it's guys not come like a up blue with like hoopy la la for your, y'all come up with hoopy la la for vagina. Y'all can't come up with no, a cute don't. nickname for pap smear, like a, like a no, rubby test. No, we don't. <laughs> 
There's no rubbing. There's like invasiveness of clamps going up your hoo-ha. Do y'all do y'all now see the beauty of getting you know people what? Wait, on Joey, the show you know that what? I love no, and I'm close to and I can say stuff? <laughs> Joey, do you know why it's called and the then pap it goes smear? Click, 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 and opens you up even more. The click, click gets me. Yeah. Joey, do you know why it's called a pap smear? Just so we're clear. Because it makes a pat noise and it smears. No, see, the, this is the kind of shit I talk about. You're like, why is it called this? You're, but you don't you even smear it on the little thing for the no. uh, the microscope. No, you put it under the microscope af- after you it's smear. It's named it. after the man who invented it, and his last name was like Papadopoulos or whatever. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> Wait, Papadopoulos smear. Like his no, it's a you actually. <laughs> it is a smear, and if it in German, it would be a schmear. <laughs> Listen, oh, I don't smear. even think that's the worst word dealing with that whole thing for women. The worst words. I love it. I give them every year, and I ask. <sighs> my insurance doesn't even cover it, and I'm like, "Give it to me. I'll pay the extra money. Give me the schmear." <laughs> This is this is totally turning into like a Seinfeld episode where nothing what we're because listen to what I, I've got to add. Somebody said German. Listen to what we used to do. Oh, I was in German for four years, and oh, every God. year we had a project where we had to look for our last name in a Berlin phone book. Write them basically say, "Hey, we're a student in America. We have your same last name." Well, every single year somebody looked up in the phone book, and there was always a Mister and Mrs in berlin and they always got written to and our german teacher was like do you not realize this family knows why they get letters every single year because <laughs> oh, it was the God. greatest thing ever to envelope, <laughs> envelope to someone their first name and then f-u-c-k my maiden name is super no it's not <laughs> it's burger did you feel like you had to correct me <laughs> it is not that, Joey. You got it confused just now. It's Burker. <laughs> you forgot. It's your old age. I actually do think that the first thing I'm going to bring up, I do, I, I think that it will be sensitive thing to say, but I, I cannot get off of this. And it's something that Priscilla and I, I don't know if we butt heads on this as much oh, as... Oh, this is my... Joey, this is my favorite when you bring up arguments between you and Priscilla and you have... Yeah, well, y'all are all going to gang up. You're wrong. Y'all are, right. Y'all are all going to gang up with me, gang up on me with this one. But when y'all were talking yeah. on, in that conversation just about evangelicals and how they see certain things and everything that you're saying I'm resonating with... But when it comes to the LGBTQ community, what I don't understand, it, and it may be my upbringing, I don't, I, it, I don't understand why people can't understand how evangelicals think. And Liz, I think you said something, and I'm—I don't even have to say this. I'm—I'm I'm Team Liz. I'm on Liz's team. You said something to the effect of some Christians would say in regards to your sexual orientation. Well, I just want you to go to heaven. And I think you said something like, well, bullshit. I, I know many people that have great intentions and that is their sentiments. They are genuine. And I would say that because I was one of them for the vast majority of my life. 
I knew gay people. I was friends with gay people and it sucked because I was like, man, I like being their friend. I hate the fact that they probably have to change their sexual orientation in order to be where they right, need to be with Right, but that's like your... It, that's not even your fault for feeling that way. And it's anybody's fault for feeling that way when they have a genu- when they're coming from a genuine perspective. I don't even necessarily blame them because I've had so many of those scenarios. It's where does it stem from? It stems from the church making you feel like you have the right and need to tell people what to do and how to be. And then obviously not take any of your planks out of your eyes, imprint that information on other people. Like, I don't even think it's those people's fault sometimes. Tell me this. When you and I met each other, I was for sure, I'll do the math and know certainly that I was not gay affirming. So imagine how close you and I are. And over time, you really do change and get way more comfortable with how you're wired up. And I'm not I'm not making any changes. And it's not because I'm trying not to make changes. It's just I don't see the need to change. And here we are very close. We have a a friend relationship. We're obviously not just going to not talk about it. How would you deal with Joey Svensson who says, obviously, you know, I love you. I've got your back through thick and thin. I support whatever you do. I can't reconcile that with the Bible. And I don't, would it it stand between you and I, if that was my (laughs) beliefs? I don't think that it would stand between us. I think it would, it would be there. It would be a thought that I would always have in the back of my mind. But I have some people that I love a ton. And I honestly am not sure where they fall on it, but they never, ever make me feel any different. And so I almost don't want to know because I love how great they're handling it, how great they are not making it a a conversation. I don't conversate and tell you, I really don't like that you have a checking account and he has a checking account. I don't feel the need to tell people that, oh, you should have a joint checking account. So I don't think they feel the need to necessarily tell me any of that. Also think it's a journey. There are several Christians who have that internalized homophobia that they have to work out themselves. You're As you're working through that, you're also hopefully having a ton of grace for the people that are also walking through that who don't even have those feelings that are just trusting the people that they love that are going through it. I don't think that it would put a big, you know, line in the sand for our friendship. I think that clearly if we had to have conversations about that topic for whatever reason, maybe it would be a little bit tough, but why would we need to? If you were polite and you are loving and you are accepting and you don't tell your kids now just so you know that's bad and you just let things be I mean how could you complain about that that's just a process and then just like what happened to you people eventually change we're always evolving as we gosh I hope we all are like we're supposed to change for the better it doesn't mean change the opposite just your path it changed my opinion of course I think for the better 
because now you can see a perspective of a person who's struggling and doesn't want to engage in it. And then you also have the perspective of somebody who's Christian and and does want to be able to. So you have a great perspective now, but without having that journey, you wouldn't understand those other people. And without me having, having worked at a church, I wouldn't understand those people either. And I think that's what gives me that grace for them because I mean, I I understand I was engulfed in that. Yeah. But don't you think too, like, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate, but I'm hearing what you're saying, but it's like, if that person really truly believes one, we're commissioned to like, go and tell, to go and spread the word of God. And you like take that commission very seriously. And then you also believe this is wrong and that they love you and your salvation is in the balance. Like, I don't Which know. Which is bad theology, but. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I mean, obviously, I I'm, but, and, I, and I'm not saying that. I mean, that's not how I feel, but I, it is hard to try to, I'm, I'm not on that end. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, so it's not yeah. coming at me. Let's pretend that was you, Amy. If, like, let's say that was your prerogative and that was how you felt and you felt really strongly that you needed to tell me that because you needed to spread the word and you felt in your bones because of what you've studied and been told that that was true, right? So then that's where you have a conversation, say, hey, have you kind of talked to me about how you feel and your Mm -hmm. thoughts? And then if you're okay with it, I could tell you my feelings and my thoughts. And we don't have to come to an agreement, but I would just love for each other to understand each other. And then you move on from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can totally see that. I think this is going to blow north northwest seattle girl out of the water whereas amy being in the south you and i'll be like gosh that's really messed up but yeah we're in the south but liz you gotta (laughs) tell them what sort of little what is it a tiktok video that was circulating that was was it sent directly to hannah ray um yeah there was a tiktok video that ended up getting sent my way and i opened it up and so it was sent to you too the kids tag, you know, their name. I don't have TikTok, so is that the right term, their tag? I guess. I sound so old. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have TikTok. Anyways, their name's right there. Um, You're on MySpace. Yeah, I'm still on MySpace. <laughs> Amy's on classmates.com. She's still paying monthly for it. <laughs> That's such a good Um They sent me, or I, I was sent a video And it's to a song. I don't even know what the song is called, but it says, I wish I wasn't fat. I wish I wasn't gay. I wish I wasn't black. I wish I wasn't, I wish I was brave. And it has a picture of a woman who's a little bit larger. A teacher at the school. Oh yeah. These are all teachers. And she did it with the yearbook. So she like is flipping through the book. So overweight teacher. Yeah. A gay teacher. I wish I wasn't fat. I wish I wasn't gay. And what if I wasn't out yet? And then it, I wish I wasn't black and she shows a black woman that works at the school. And then I wish I was brave and she shows our principal. And then she shows the other principal and says that he's on drugs. And this video is just ridiculous. What? I just think that's got to be so embarrassing for your daughter. Like, here's this really stupid, hurtful, horrible TikTok and someone is picking my mom out like if that were if i were the fat teacher that they put the picture on y'all i would not even be able to talk about it right now i would be f-ing devastated i would be crying right now i always tell my kids i'm terrified that they will be picked on because their mom is fat and that would kill me it would kill me 
I'm a special area teacher, so most of the time kids like me, so it's not like I'm one of those teachers that kids complain about a lot. However, I'm still a teacher there, and yeah, Hannah's pretty tough, though. She didn't seem to be too upset by it. I didn't tell George about it, but George is going through his own things. He has a little friend, one of his closest friends at school keeps telling him gay jokes saying that it's illegal in the Bible. And George is just like devastated and and, like tears up and talks to Alex and I, and we're just like, buddy, you don't have to change his mind or correct him. If you don't want to just say, Hey, we're friends and I don't want you to talk about that stuff to me because it's hurtful because my parents are gay. That's all you have to say. I was like, you don't have to change people's minds if that's how he feels, but he does have to be kind to you. And so he now avoids them. That makes me sad. And his family is wonderful. He, this kid comes from a wonderful family. I'm sure if they knew he would feel awful, which they should all ever I just had to do a little sleuthing real quick on TikTok. I found the original video, which is where that song came from. And it's actually like a good, positive, encouraging. It's about things that people hate about themselves. But then there's like it comes together at the end. So it's taken out of context. But also, is this the video? Does that look familiar? I'm sure she took it down at at this point. Like I have a copy of it, but I'm sure she took it down. I think it might be just a a very popular thing to look through yearbooks and do this. It's a trend, looks like. It's a student that you know. Oh, yeah, I teach them. And she has to come into my room. Wonder if remarking on someone's sexual orientation in the South comes across differently than it would somewhere else. Like the whole trend thing. I wonder if other places it's not taken negatively. It's like, oh, yeah, gay people. That's cool. Well, yeah, I don't think it's it's negative. The verbiage is I wish I wasn't. Oh, yeah. So that's. So out of out of context, that's not right. Correct. I mean, there was there was not even an apology from this child or this parent. These are the kids that we're teaching right now. The parent knows. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's insane. That yeah. Sometimes Ellen, you and I will will butt heads, and it's usually because I'm stuck in white straight male world, and you're kind of helping me see uh, a different perspective. Sometimes, and and not an Ellen thing, but just tons of guests that we've had on here. And and this, I really am talking about this in a Joey Svensson's educating himself because I really am trying to make sense of this. It feels like sometimes the progressive crowd tries to really minimize those strides so that we can just focus on how far we have to come. I was at a parent meeting for a trip to Orlando. I chaperoned a trip for William's band. And at the parent meeting, I saw a kid who was if he wasn't gay, he had the the gayest style, very <laughs> feminine, pink shoes. I didn't get to know him that night. I got to him later. At that meeting, I was thinking to myself, he is, you know, I can't get inside his head and know just how at peace he was, but there wasn't one person in the room looking down their noses. There wasn't any kids teasing. There wasn't anything going on like that. The whole trip that we were there, he wasn't the brunt of jokes. He wasn't an outcast, dignity and respect and and all of that. And I thought to myself, there's not one kid that existed in the mid 80s when I was growing up in the South that would not have been pulverized 
for being that out with that, even if it was just a style, much less a sexual orientation. And I'm just thinking to myself, haven't we come a really long way? And I'll give one more example that I have probably no business to make because it has to do with, with race, but it's an all race thing. When what happened to George Floyd, when that stuff happened and we all see it on TV, there was an outcry from all races, from black people, from white people, from Asian people. It was a collective voice of why won't this thing get fixed? Everybody was mad. If you look at a documentary of the L.A. riots surrounding Rodney King, we're talking early 90s, and the feel of it is totally different. It's like a polarized thing. Oh, the cops had every right. Oh, don't talk racist stuff, whatever. Rodney King had it coming. It's like a very much so acceptable back and forth argument. It wasn't acceptable for anyone to say, nah, George Floyd had it coming. Obviously, you had people that were saying that, but you're going to get you're going to get pounced on if if you have that sort of opinion. Haven't we come a long way? And that's not that is not me. I know what everybody's I would imagine. I know what people are thinking. It's like, OK, well, that's great. You can wash your hands and be like, oh, we're all good. No, we've got tons, ton, tons more work to do. But let's celebrate how far we've come since the 1960s. You can celebrate, but until you're one of those people that has to be scared when they go down the street or come home and wonder if, you know, the government's going to change whether they can be legally married or not, you're always worried. And people that are in those marginalized groups or any of those groupings where people are, you know, targeted... I don't think they have this sense of rest or peace. I think, yeah, you can say we've come a long way, look at the positive, but those people, who knows what's going to get overturned again and what they're going to change. I mean, they're already doing it. And it's like history repeats itself. I feel like, are we going backwards? Like, what the hell are we doing? It's such an interesting tension because I, no way... Maybe this is too naive, too optimistic. No way we go back. Of all the things I don't celebrate our country, uh, about our country, one thing I do celebrate is like the human American spirit of, no, we're going to stand up for what's right and we're not taking no for an answer. We're going we're gonna to keep at this until things change. When people were freaking out about Trump, when they started getting worried about him becoming like a dictator and Hitler and stuff, I'm like, nobody's going to let that happen. Like, what, what country do you think we're, we, we live in where we would just sit back and let something... But it happened. He didn't take over America. He's not our no, president Hitler. anymore. Hitler. I'm just saying Hitler. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. I'm just saying... I, it could I think you have to be... I think you have to realize, like, our country's pretty messed up. And I think a lot of it is because people don't do anything. I mean, I don't think that we do anything when we elect people that suck and don't represent us. I don't think we do much to change it. And I think there's a small handful of people that, that actually move forward to do anything and... I think most politicians, if not all, are are bought and they're in somebody's pocket. And I don't know very many that really care about you or I. They care about themselves. And I firmly believe that. I don't know of a single politician that lays their head down at night and really thinks, did I represent my constituents well today? And so, yeah, I think easily anything could happen. Anything. Did you say Biden? You could see someone. (laughs) Yeah, you could see someone taking over this country and trying to take over the world like a like a Hitler sort of thing? Why not? You can't throw that totally out of your mind. Yeah. If you don't 
think about those kind of things and say like, hey, we really need to to pay attention and make sure it doesn't happen. How many German people said, man, I walked past a concentration camp, seeing the smoke going up, hearing what was happening behind the fence on my way to church to worship. And I just really didn't want to get involved. And now I feel bad. People if, are jerks. If anybody in the government if anyone that had any sort of leadership authority of any kind even hinted at trying to eradicate the world of a minority race, but that'd they don't be the do end it of that so blatantly. They do it, they're sneaky. They go around it in a different at a different angle, so you don't realize that's what they're doing, and then all of a sudden, it's done. We're having a conversation about how I, 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 I am. I am with I am with Joey ago, on this one in that we're not going to be putting people into gas chambers and I'm with Joey on this one. He's talking about the severity of what Hitler was. I mean, we're also like, listen, we're in a state where But I'm also with you guys in that gay, right? Like we, they could also take back gay marriage in next year. Listen, I don't think we're too far away. I I guess you're right. I mean, I don't think we're too far away from anything. I really don't. You'd think that they would support gay people more. Like Liz, you and Alex are never going to have an abortion, the two of you, ever. Never. This never. It's, imp- it's like impossible. How do you know? What if, what if Liz were yeah. to be raped and decided, like, I don't want this baby? Well, no, I'm talking about her with her and Alex. What I'm saying is, like, it's impossible for them to conceive together. So you would think that the the conservative right would be like, if if abortion is their one topic, then they would be very excited yeah. about gay people because gay people don't have abortions. That's weird. You call yourself a Christian and Liz cannot get pregnant. Hmm. Mary got pregnant. Oh, yeah. It could Liz happen show. to you, Liz. You never know. Yeah. 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 Poor <laughs> me. Can we, all just, can we also and just Liz, say that Gabriel again. said, you know what? Oh. <laughs> we got this plan. <laughs> Poor Mary. Told me. No. So I have a sad, you guys. I was like, listen, I serve you, but I'm I'm not doing this one. I'm sorry. But I do I'm have a really sweet gay couple. Um, they did like her egg and my basket. So it was like it's their kid because it's like one your basket? Yeah. So it was like like let's say it's lady A and Lady B. Like oh, A's egg. Sorry, Amy, I thought you meant you like this you were the surrogate. I get that. Uh, no, I thought you said yeah. specifically your basket. I don't, I was like, no, wow, I don't have a basket anymore, so I can't carry any <laughs> By the way, for all the people who are posting on Facebook, if you don't have a uterus, you don't have a say. Stop saying that because I don't have a uterus and I want to say. Thank you. <laughs> That's really a really good off. point, Amy. It is, and I post That's on really every single person. What if you've had a hysterectomy, ma'am? Do I still get a say? 